Hey, everything be like off the top these days. Hello and welcome back, everybody, to the OTT Podcast. And as always, everything is off the top. I'm your co-host, John Barlos. And joining me, my good friend and co-host, as always, Namai Kumar. A little bit of a pause there. <laughs> yes, I was just about to do that. I wish we had a horn noise. <laughs> oh, dude, we need to get sound effects, bro. We like need a panel? production quality here. What we should do, you know how like the radio hosts have like the have like the the big soundboard in front of them. Oh hell yeah! How much do you think that would cost? I don't know. Let's Google it right now for the listeners who want soundboards. DJ soundboard. Look up turntables, soundboards, radio DJ setups, um, anything of the like uh, that can get us to have some sort of sound effects in the beginning. If it's over like five hundred dollars. No, we're not getting if it's over five. I think we could get something decent for like two hundred dollars. I hope so, because like that would be worth it. You feel like I feel like if yeah, we get the oh, soundboard. Yeah, hundred percent. Welcome to the Otaf to Top podcast. O T T O T T. Or we just do. I shit? say I say that we the first things first. We gotta get some video. We we're right. two handsome young men. <laughs> uh, it's unfair to our viewers that they don't know that the not all. I mean, the people who know us know what we look like. But the ones who don't, <laughs> don't. <laughs> handsome and not wealthy. Shout out the Migo. Shout out Offset. Handsome out, and poor. So handsome and poor. That's my favorite thing in the world. But we got some music, Namai. As you're looking this up, I'll kind of intro things here. Lots of new music this week, people. And if you haven't been following the most recent news, please be sure to follow us at OffXDXTop on Twitter and Instagram. And please check us out on SoundCloud and Spotify at Off the Top Podcast. Conway the Machine. He's a machine. He's a so machine. Say, to say the He's least, also Conway. I, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Griselda, member, uh, trio of one of the leaders of this um, emerging up-and-coming label, um, has dropped his third album of the year, From King to a God. He's dropped Lulu. He's dropped No One Mourns the Wicked in 2020. He's a part of the conglomerate of Griselda members that have dropped multiple times in 2020. And they're not stopping. I mean, they have four, what, three months left in 2020. And I truly, truly don't think that this is going to be the last time we're going to hear something from Conway this year. I, I expect at least more features on West Side's album. We got Armani's album coming out this week too. The Liz tape. There's so much to unpack from just Griselda in itself. But I just want to start with Conway here. Let's go through his third album. And my, I just want to ask you, is Conway number one in Griselda right now after this? I have to say, upon first listen, I'm a very... I, I like to say that usually I like to stick with my gut instinct when it comes to album listening specifically. This album is probably my favorite Griselda project to come out this year. Which is interesting because I feel like the the features on uh, a couple of the other projects were a lot more flashy and definitely I was more excited for those projects than, right. than this one. But upon like listening to this one, I'd say that this is probably definitely the most enjoyable project that I've seen from Griselda this year. Um, I, just the, the, diverse, the diversity in the production and Conway's ability to just kind of adapts his style for any type of beat. I mean, we're looking at beats from Alchemist, from Murder Beats, yeah, from Hitboy. Like, you, you get such a diverse... And even the features are super diverse, right? right. The first feature on the album is Dej Loaf, who I, I personally, I haven't heard anything from her in a while. But Seriously, the longest time. Uh, can't say I wasn't impressed. That was, that was a great feature, probably one of my mm-hmm. favorite songs on the album. Uh, I also feel like Hitboy's been on a on a really good run recently, so I think Dude. that his sound is is just hot right now. It's <laughs> crazy fact, after so many years. I I don't understand. Like Hitboy's 2020 has been absolutely insane. He's 33 years old, so he's he's relatively young to be a producer at, at his caliber, producing as many hits as he has. I mean, he's produced single ladies for help for fuck's sake. Like actually, and when you go through Conway's album you really get a lot of diverse sounds from this. Anza with Armani Caesar, OTT, hold it down for Armani, our girl, literally. I, I, we say it every time we talk the about The cocaine Rizzo. queen. The cocaine, like actually, the cocaine queen. Anza sounds like Drake could have been on this. And I remember back when the track list sounded was floating around and was really unconfirmed whenever Drake was supposed to have a feature on this. And I feel like 
he either didn't get it done in time and Armani was like, yo, I'll hop on this. And she bodied it. I, I think I would rather have Armani on this just because you hear Conway kind of catering to Drake's flow, kind of how Drake raps a little bit of that cadence that he's known for in these sort of upbeat murder type trap hits. And without him, I think it's even better. But going from top to bottom of this album, he's reached God status. I, I feel like he's really just far and away has asserted himself to be the top dog for Griselda to not even push it out more so than they have. Because, I mean, Westside, Benny, and Boldy, they've been doing their thing this year too. And Benny's still got an album coming out. And Benny's on this. He's on Spurs 3 with Westside, which is a crazy trio. They got the, Gr- the, Griselda, the Griselda trio back at it. The family. No, I'd say that all of these features are perfectly placed. Even the people that I'd never heard of, really. Um, like Flea Lord and Havoc, I think were mm-hmm. perfect where they were. Um, Lloyd Banks, personally. It's your boy. When I, okay, when I first started listening to rap music, I'd say that my biggest, uh, biggest inspirations were uh, Eminem, uh, G-Unit, and T.I., and uh, I would say that Lloyd Banks, personally, uh, against all popular opinion, was my favorite member of of, of G Unit. Uh, and I was so excited when I saw his name on the track list because I haven't heard anything from him in a really long time. Uh, that might be my fault. I don't know if he's been dropping anything recently. <laughs> <laughs> but I think with with even just those type of songs duff and demonic method man switch in there method man went off and lemon i mean there's so much to peel back from i mean not even just how many i mean keep in mind there's only 14 songs on this ott certified perfect album of course just have to put (laughs) have to put that out there of course Um, but you have to really understand how conway goes about putting out albums you could look at lulu you can look at no one mourns the wicked and you can look at from king to god it's all raw lyricism crazy punchlines he has total control over any beat that he chooses and i just feel like his presence on the track is so much different than anyone else in griselda i feel like yes Westside has the unique delivery and the cadence and he kind of catches your ear and makes you rethink music taste in my opinion i feel like he's able to shift someone's taste of music into another direction and make them be more open to other genres. But when you hear Conway on a track, you know exactly what you're going to get. You know, you're going to get a really captivating performance from him almost every single time. And it just goes to show even on this with multiple beat switches, you got this Doe and Dumani or Doe and Dumani rather with Alchemist switching up in the middle, Juvenile Hell with Flea Lord, Frontlines, Anza, Murder Beats produced that one with Armani. Spurs 3 is just immaculate. I think from top to bottom, this is one of my favorite albums of the year. This is going into the vault. I think I have like like 20 albums now in that in that little folder I have of my favorite albums of the year, which we will it's get really to crazy. at some point. It's really crazy because I feel like I've seen a lot of talk on the Twitter sphere about um, 2020 being like a shitty year for music. And it really hasn't been. I, I honestly think that it's like, like if you think that, like low-key is your fault. Like <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of good music that's come out this year. I wouldn't say that like, I mean, it, it's it's obviously still 2020. So I'm not sure if there are really any like classics that have dropped this year. But not that I know. There's, there's, no, there's no lack of good music that's come out this year. If anything, th- th- we've gotten some new styles. Some, uh, we've seen the, the rise of Griselda. I mean, me and, and you right started, our eyes. started this podcast midsummer, and almost every episode have talked about Griselda <laughs> in some way, shape, or form, you know? Um, so I think that only, yeah. Yeah, I think that there's a lot there's a lot to be taken from that and like a lot to be excited for in the future. I think 2020 is going to reach some sort of culmination with the music that's dropped already, because keep in mind, Drake's still dropping, J. Cole's still dropping, Kendrick might also drop soon. We don't really know for sure if Kendrick's going to be dropping this year, but if the big three is in talks of dropping in 2020, I think there's a very good chance of 2020 being a really historic year as well. I mean, also the weekend drop this year, usually when he drops in a year, it's kind of fair game to assess that a year has brought forth some good type of music, especially in the weekend's realm of pop R&B. Um, with all this being said about how 2020 has, I guess, changed a lot of how music is perceived, not only with the industry and streaming and kind of all of it being brought to the forefront this year, I feel as though Griselda has fully taken advantage of that, especially because they are relatively unknown still. And when you look at it, like 
yeah, most of the people on hip hop Twitter, most of the people that like really, really are hip hop fans are going to go into this and be like, damn, this shit's fire. But when you really look at it from a mainstream appeal, they don't really have a lot of that. But on this, from King to a God, I feel like Conway's really asserted that mainstream appeal for Griselda. And I feel like he's put a really strong step forward for them to actually make a push moving forward into this year. Because like I said, Westside's dropping, Armani's dropping, Benny's dropping again. Conway might drop. Fuck, Boldy might drop his fourth album of the year. You never know. Because it just seems I, I like think you make every a, other week. Yeah. No, I, th- I was just going to say, I think you make a good point when you say that Conway is probably the most um, likely to break uh, break the, the barrier between Mainstream and Griselda. Just because uh, going through this album, his, his sound is definitely by far the most digestible, in my opinion, uh, out of the out of the members of of griselda i mean the ever-growing conglomerate of griselda (laughs) but um yeah i think that one too yeah no i and like they just keep finding talent that fits so perfectly with them i wouldn't be surprised if freddie gibbs joins griselda to be honest i would be down i think i think he's big i think he's big enough in his own right that he doesn't need that I, I would love, I mean, he fits so well with the sound and, he's and he, on, he features on all of their he's projects. On, he's, I mean, he's on Conway's album too. So it's like, yeah. Kind of he's cool on pray for Paris. Him. Yeah. He's on every, I guess, Coke rap aficionados record this year. So it's really cool to see him tease that, but I think he's in his own element all the time. I feel like Freddie yeah. Gibbs is one of those, like kind of does his own wolf. thing. He's just, he's he's that lone yeah. wolf artist that is like, hey, I do this too, but I'm a, I'm gonna stick to myself. I think when we're talking about Freddie Gibbs, I feel like he has he's more about forming a relationship with his producers rather than other rappers. I agree with you. You know what I mean? I like, he's dropped yeah. projects with Kenny Beats, Madlib, Alchemist. Uh, I just think that 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 works way better for him, just because you know what I mean. You know the content of his music, and you know kind of to an extent how he's going to approach a beat. But uh, I think that him working with other producers makes his music sound like really interesting. And I feel like that's the same for Griselda as well. When you look at projects with Benny, he kind of worked with DJ Drama on that Alchemist, appearing on a lot of Boldy's albums this year. The collab with The Price of the Tea in China was probably one of my favorites from Griselda this year as well. The Deluxe was great from him. And when these Griselda guys link up with the producer that really masters their sound, I feel as though it kind of brings it to another level. It elevates their voice. It elevates their bars. And you could even like go into Conway's album and on Spurs three, when you have Benny and Westside on here, I feel like he outwraps all of them. I feel like his voice and his cadence and just what he's saying is so much more, there's more depth to it. You could really piece out and take some things from it that can last for a really long time this music's very digestible as you said but i feel like it's going to have a lot of shelf life too from conway's albums this year from conway's albums this year this is the one that i think is going to be the crown jewel for him right now i think it's his number one his top his best effort it's really clean it's super well produced from switches to flow switch ups to the features to kind of having an underground vibe but a mainstream push I think Conway hit it out of the park with this one. There's not a song that I don't like on this album just because Conway's, I feel like he's elevated himself now. Like I've said it twice now. He's just, I think he's rise to the, he's risen to the occasion. And even that, I think he's risen over some of his fellow Griselda members in the process. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think that, I mean, I already said one of my piece that I think that this is my favorite Griselda project this year so far. Which like isn't saying much because they're probably gonna release like thirty five more by the time <laughs> the new year comes. <laughs> They'll have like, a, like we need the Griselda tape. The other nice that. thing I think is that Conway drops significantly less frequently than the others. True. Well, at least well, at least in, in in recent time. True, true, true. Well, I think the last time Conway dropped was Lulu, and I think that was in like. February, if I remember correctly. Not 100% sure when Lulu dropped. I know No One Mourns the Wicked came out in like April. So between that two month period where nothing came out now, I think he's really put a lot of time into this. I mean, six months in between that time um, when Pray for Paris came out from Westside. I think that's when a lot of people started taking notice that Griselda's here and they're here to stay. Um, yeah. But listen, my favorite bar from him is just like a funny one that he says in Spurs 3. 
Cop pulled me over in my imported Porsche. He said, this car must be 100K. I said, you're 40 short. Bars. <laughs> what? Those flex bars, honestly, it's the best coming from them. He's got especially. so many. He's got so many in this. The punchlines are crazy. I just think I, I'm guessing of Conway way too much, but he deserves it. He's, he's no, reached he God status for a reason. He was a king before. Now he's a god. I'd say this was a, this was a, this was a good album to put out right now. Um, I mean, especially on a week where there wasn't really much music coming out. Uh, exactly. I think it we gives did. him a good a good push to uh, stardom, if you will. I hundred percent agree with you. Just because I think the only other big album that came out was NBA YoungBoy's Top, and we'll we'll kind of touch on this here and there. And Amaya and I aren't usually the biggest NBA YoungBoy fans, um, but. I feel like we got to get into this a little bit. NBA Young Boy debut album top, a lot of mixtapes that he's dropped in the past years. Casey Talk, uh, the single coming off this, a Lil Wayne feature on my window, calling with Snoop Dogg. I think those are the only songs I'm actually going to actually go back to, just because of these features. Because NBA Young Boy, we talk about him all the, or not even all the time. We try not to, I guess, milk it as much as we'd like. His music kind of sounds the same to me. I don't really think he brings a lot of different value to what he's rapping over these beats. Yes, he this is a story in its own right, and he's talking about his personal struggles. I mean, the first t- song is titled Drug Addiction, Crossroads, and then The Last Backyard, one through three. It's almost like each song title is continu- a continuation of the story. And when you kind of get in in bits and pieces, and it's a 21-track LP, I don't know if I'm going to be going back to this just because it's so long. You probably could have been okay with 15, 16 songs and then do that. I mean, originally, I think that's six. how many it was. Yeah. Um, he mentioned at the last minute that he was trying to add a bunch more songs. And as soon as I saw that, I knew that this was like, not going like, not gonna oh, to be the shit. album for me. I just like 21 songs, a lot of songs, especially when you have only two features right. and no skits. And I just like, there, I just... Personally, I feel like there's only so much NBA Youngboy can do on a track by himself. And I, I, I think I, I like him as a feature sometimes. Uh, yeah. Like a ba- Bandit was a really good song. He but has good mainstream appeal. I will give him that. I feel like if he's on I understand the, right the popularity. Track, yeah. right. Like I, I won't discredit his music like oh, that no. much. Like I don't think he's – I definitely don't think he's the worst artist out. I just think that his music is pretty um, – how do you say it? It just, it just seems kind of bland to me. It's uh, there's not really there's not really much in the way of innovation. He sounds pretty young thug Roddy Ritchie. Yeah, he sounds yeah. relatively the same on all these tracks too. He doesn't really get out of his comfort zone in any of this, from what I've heard. Um, the few songs that I've listened to, it kind of just all sounded like dead noise. Maybe just kind of a blend of the the concept that he's trying to go for here. Um, I'm not really sure if I'm going to go back to this. Um, I think the only song I will go back to is Calling with Snoop Dogg because I really enjoyed that track. I think the beat's nice on it. Um, production all around was really clean. Snoop Dogg sounds great, even though he's not really ill-fit for the modern trap vibe, as you and I were saying before we even started recording. I think Snoop Dogg kind of stays in his own element with that West Coast-type shit, which we all love here at the OTT. Um, course, what do you course. what do you think about what do you think about the Snoop Dogg track? Because I, I mean it's it's on the OTT playlist. Mm-hmm. I put we, I put it on there just because I feel like that's a deserving song. I think NBA's got solid bars on this, and it ends the album off on a nice note. With a, yeah, with and I mean taste. who doesn't like who doesn't like Snoop Dogg? Snoop Dogg got the yeah. smoothest voice of all time. Literally. Yeah, like I said, I just I don't think I really like that many solo NBA YoungBoy tracks. Um, but I mean, if he has a good feature and like a decent hook and a good beat, like there's no reason not to listen to it. Yeah, I agree. With Speaking you. of Con- people yeah. who did exit their comfort zone, though, Ooh. our boy Trippy Red dropped a song with Busta Rhymes. Yes, I'm so excited. Probably for this one of the most random collaborations of the year. You didn't think it would fit. You you really try hard to think like, oh, Trippy Red and Busta Rhymes. How is this gonna sound, huh? Trippy's hook on this, I, lo- I mean, I'm, I'm the biggest supporter, biggest advocate for Trippy singing on anything. I'd rather him sing just because he's more of a singer, if anything. The hook is fantastic. It's very catchy. I've been singing it for the past three days now, just trying to get it out of my oh, head. It's oh, almost, yeah, me too. It's almost Come impossible. <laughs> um, but I think I'm going to take the lesser opinion that you have on this. I feel like Busta Rhymes, is not, he doesn't really fit on this track. I feel like the music video kind of put it out of touch for me too. It's more of like a high school vibe. And the Pegasus 
artwork and the Letterman jacket and all the branding that Trippy's getting ready to release Pegasus pretty soon, his upcoming album. And we've been talking about Pegasus. We've been waiting on this for a minute. We talked about it getting leaked and Trippy getting pissed on IG. So that probably pushed it back a little bit more. But it seems it's business as usual is another single off the album. It seems like with this, I Got You with Busta Rhymes. Um, I just feel like Busta didn't really fit the vibe of this, but I will give him credit. He does his thing on this classic Busta Rhymes bars. Um, his cadence is there. Like you said, it reminded you of that one song we were talking about before. It's escaping me at the moment right now. Sugar, 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 sugar. I, it just, it just gave me a very baby bash vibe. Like I, I think that, I mean, it, it, the song itself, I understand where you're coming from. Cause like, uh, if I was looking at the song to be on like the radio or something like Busta Rhymes yeah. is definitely the wrong pick for per, who, who to be on it. I'm but looking at it for album I think, wise. I think like, it gives I think it gives it a nostalgic feel. Like I think that Bust Rhymes' delivery is like very I mean it's it's uh Bust Rhymes himself is very like um just very unique in general, just the, his delivery. So oh, absolutely. Uh I, I think that the way that he came on the track just really it really connected with me for some reason. I just uh, I thought it was, a, it was a really cute song. Like It, just it is a cute like... song, and that's a good way to put it. It is a cute <laughs> song. Would you rather have Buster Rhymes rap in a million miles a minute, or would you rather have him rap like how he did? Um, I mean, I ra- rapping, like, Buster Rhymes is known for, like, that's what he's known for, right? And, but mm-hmm. I think that he was able to use that same ability to, like, make certain lines in this song fit, if that makes sense. I think that a, duf- a different rapper wouldn't have been able to fit the number of syllables in a line mm-hmm. uh, that Buster Rhymes was able to as smoothly, I think it would have come off way worse because of the the song's very chill, mm-hmm. but uh, Buster Rhymes manages to make his like relatively speedy delivery also like fit that uh, that cadence. So I agree with you. I, I feel like yeah, it's it's definitely more of a chill track. The production kind of seeps behind both Trippy and Busta's voice. I think my favorite bar from Busta is "Sweeter than a box of Boston markets." <laughs> I, I don't just, know what Boston markets are. Boston. Well, I know Boston, I know what Boston market, market is. Yeah, I know what that is. But is Boston markets like like do they have donuts at Boston? I I just imagine donuts. I don't know why I thought it was like a box of chocolates. Like. That's what I was thinking. That's I don't know. Okay, I'm geniusing it right now. (laughs) Please do that. I need to know. I think the one thing, though, as you're looking this up, I'll kind of go on a tangent about Trippy real quick. Uh, These last few singles that he's dropped, I mean, you can kind of look back to A Love Letter to You 4, and we talk about, or we've talked about this in the past, where I think that it's one of Trippy's best efforts so far in his career. Um, I love letter to you four is very cohesive in the concept and kind of just a, a cherry on top to the, I love letter to you series. Um, all of it sort of just asserted that emo rap moody guitar over that nice hard hitting drum pattern and trippy's voice kind of just took over on that entire album. And I feel like it deserves some praise. Absolutely. I think it was one of my favorite albums of 2019. Um, but going into 2020 and Pegasus with the singles that he's put out, we've had dreamer and I got you so far. And dreamer is probably my favorite or my favorite of the two that's come out off Pegasus or reportedly come off Pegasus so far. Um, But we'll see. I I think Pegasus is still going to be a good album. These two cuts give me a little bit of excitement going into that. I got you lesser than dreamer just because I know Trippy's going to be exploring more of that rock side that he's been talking about for the past couple months going into it. Um, But I'm excited. Nonetheless, Trippy's a really talented artist and a really talented singer in his own right. And waiting on pegasus hopefully it doesn't get leaked again by the time trippy's trying to drop it so i I, i'm ready for it i i think this one probably is going to be a lesser cut to come off pegasus i think there's going to be a lot of better songs on here that sort of fit the vibe for what trippy's going to push out uh at least mainstream value um but you know buster rhymes did his thing i'm not knocking him for it i just think it's a weird vibe kind of just it's almost like a stop and start like it's like a now, you never go to like chemistry class and you do like one of those experiments where you're trying to fuck with thick friction and do yeah. like box cars. I just feel like it's one of those where it's like it's not totally magnetically connecting together, but I see where it almost fits. You know what I mean? Like I think, yeah, I think that it also comes from like personally, I, I think I enjoy some of that music that sounds more experimental and like sometimes it doesn't like always sound completely cohesive. 
Right. Uh, but I think that I just I have a soft spot for for weird Boston. collaborations. Just in general, like weird collaborations, like who. I'm going to put you on the spot right now. Who's your favorite weirdest collaboration? I got to think about it too because I kind of want to answer. Damn, that's a hella hard question. I there's so many. Like, so okay, many. when when Young Thug put on a country singer, like that was, that was <laughs> a good moment for weird collaborations. Lil Nas X and Billy um, Ray. No, oh. Lil Nas X and Nas. Lil Nas X, Billy Ray, the yodeling kid, and Young Thug. <laughs> Bro. That's a crew cut for the ages. Oh my god! Let me know. Let us know. Did you find the I mean, genius lyrics? No. I'm so curious, dude. It's not annotated. Now I'm just gonna Damn look up it's... box of Boston markets. Just type in Boston markets and see what comes up. It has to be like there's a Boston chocolate. market right by my house. It's just gonna come up with that. You should <laughs> actually go there and ask. Remember to wear your mask. Hey, like, hey, do you guys sell like chocolates or donuts or like something sweet? Like, I'm not trying to get, like, a whole chicken today. Like, I just want, like, a, boss, a box of Boston markets, you know? Because yeah, like they got maybe brownies. To me. Maybe that's what it is. Is it brownies? Maybe he's talking about barbecue sauce? I guess barbecue sauce can be sweet. That's just weird, though. Like, why, why, why are you comparing you a box your of barbecue sauce? <laughs> <laughs> why would Buster Rhymes want to get a I was box assuming, of barbecue sauce? I was assuming he meant, like, rib, like a box of ribs or something. But that also sounds weird and unnatural. Why would you? Why would you compare your girl being sweeter than a rack of ribs? I feel like that's <laughs> just shade on her. I don't know. I like ribs more than I like chocolate, though. I think you know what? No, I'm taking chocolate. I think I take chocolate over that. Hell no! Nah. I would baptize dude, me. Baptize if you're me trying to, chocolate, if you're trying please. to bribe me and you 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 trying to choose between barbecue ribs and chocolate. Bro, you're not even gonna get me to do whatever you want me to do with the chocolate. Like, you better I'll give me some chocolate. ribs. It better be some good <laughs> chocolate. I want, I want Spillage Village to baptize me in whatever chocolate they put out. Because oh, oh, you know, watch out, watch the out. The transitions are back. Spillville, JID, Earth Gang, collab, single. No, not a lot of albums this week as we were talking about. We got a lot of singles here. Uh, we're almost. We're halfway through our singles check here. Baptized, Spillville, upcoming album. Don't remember the name of it. Um, I think it's oh, Spilligion. Spilligion. Like religion. Spilligion. <laughs> no, it's Spilligion, like religion. <laughs> Someone help my pronunciations, please. I'm that's, why I, that's why I'm here. Oh. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Like I feel like I could spell it for sure. I can y- use it grammatically correct in a sentence, but I just I personally look at it and it. I feel like it just just completely it doesn't click to you. It just doesn't click. I don't understand. <laughs> I love this song though. I think this is probably going to be the better better songs off this album because when you go back to any spillville albums like bears like this too much and bears like this usually the first three songs are the best songs so i like that they drop the track list in a sense where it's like oh we're gonna show you how many tracks we have but here's our two singles that came out and obviously baptized this is the second single i think the first one uh, i think it was end of days right yeah, it came out came out a few months back with uh, JID Earth. Game I wouldn't even say a few months. I think it's probably just a few weeks. Seriously, I feel like it came out in the middle of summer. Oh, but it's September. It's it's probably pretty close. Regardless, JID. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna give Earth Gang some props on this, just because I feel like they bodied this entire track. I feel like JID just kind of sits as a feature on this. Earth Gang. Is- I feel like JID kind of did his uh, his like usual thing. Yeah. Whereas I feel like Earth Gang, they're just so odd all the time. Every time yeah. they get on a track, it's just I have no idea what, how they're gonna approach it. I love it. I love um, it. Yeah, no. In a sense, in a sense, they remind me of Flatbush Zombies. True. I feel like they're like the. They're less dark. Yeah. They're like they're like Flatbush Zombies, like the <laughs> evil incarnation. Of if, Earth, if, I mean, if it's probably the way zombies, If Flatbush Zombies was in Dreamville, it'd be Earth Gang. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. I think that's just where we're gonna come with it. Baptize baptize me in that song jid earth gang jid comes on like this like you said kind of just a normal jid verse um not that that's not amazing (laughs) oh not that i mean his lyrical ability and his cadence are just far and away the better of lyrical rappers that we have today um but jid is still trying to make that final push into the mainstream and i don't think we're going to see that until he drops that next album yeah he's getting a lot of clout around him right now just because people have started to realize how talented he truly is and a lot a lot of people know this he used to play college football 
He played football and going out of college, he then started to explore rap. I think he got actually into hip hop, like actually rapping when he was like, what, 22, 23, like actually putting out music and he was still playing ball. I forgot what college he went to, but I remember he was a collegiate athlete. So it's really cool to see him. There's still time for us. There's still time. There's still time. <laughs> Sign us. Namai's got the, the flow, the lyrics. I got two keyboards here. Let's make let's make some let's make some. What music. more do you need? All we need is a closet. I, I mean, coming off Sp- Spilligion, of course. Um, this is probably one of my favorite tracks from the three because I know JID and Earth Gang they've collabed a lot over the years and they definitely toured together. They were at Lala last year when I went to go see them. So that's really cool to see that they're still making music, uh, impactful music rather, together. And they're on they're on their label mates. Yeah, so I mean you got you gotta love sense. that. Um, Deontay Hitchcock, you said this before. Is he in Spillage Village for sure, or are we just kind of like? I it seemed like they were they were like integrating him in some way, shape, or form. Um, I guess we'll find out. Also, I'm looking forward to getting black like some black features on this. Bro, six lakh. Bring back, <laughs> bring back six lakh. He'd hate us bring for saying this. that. He knows. No, he, he, knows he, he said. He said, "Hi, my name is Black, but sometimes people call me Six Lakh." <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that. It's on imported. What the hell? I sometimes miss bars like that. I only. Uh, I I like deep- bars when people are conscious of like pop culture references of themselves. I feel I like it, it shows it shows a level of humanity that you don't really get all, all the time when it comes to listening to people who are famous. Yeah, and especially with Black too, he's been one of those people that has really taken his own name into greater standing. Um, I know that he's sort of at the forefront of any social injustice that happens, especially for any music industry people as well as the common folk, uh, any plight that happens uh, for Black people in America. Um, so I appreciate Black for that. He's definitely stepped up as far as how artists usually get through, and I'm happy because yeah, we I'm need looking more forward Black to getting. I'm look, looking forward to getting more music from him and the rest of Spillage Village. I think that right. we have a good we have a good album coming out soon on our hands. Does they give a date? Spillage. It's by the end of the month, right? I don't 25th? know when the date was, but I want to say like it's it the 25th. Be. I mean, um, I just feel like they're not going to drop a single now and then just dip for another month or two. You know, I feel like it's going to be coming up pretty soon. Yeah, definitely. I think we got another album coming up this week too. Tekka is back. Single R Time off his upcoming album Virgo World. I think both of these album covers, if you've seen them on R Time, the oh, single, yeah. and then the Virgo World, it's like it's sort of like a reimagination of Drake's views, where he's kind of really far away, and you kind of see like a little speck of Tekka in the distance, and it's like just this figure atop a mansion, and Virgo World's kind of like his astro world in a sense, where the album cover takes you through what he sees, what he feels. It's a really cool depiction of it, but the music, I think Tekka's good. I think he has a lot of potential. He's still really young. He's only 17, Um, but I think it's going to take, I think he's 18, actually, I think about it. It's going to take time for him to really grow into it. Um, his mainstream appeal is off the charts. I see why he's extremely popular, just because his voice and his rhymes and his cadence all match the scheme for what it takes for an artist to become popular. Um, but Tekka's got it all. And I just think it's going to take time for him to really find that medium in between impactful music. He's an internet money artist. Taz and Nick Miro heading that up behind him. Production's always solid from those guys. And I think his album's going to be really good just based on what the team that he has behind him our time was okay i felt like it was yeah it was, it was a pretty a- bland track to me i i think i'm gonna take a little bit uh of a less uh praiseworthy stance about Tekka uh than you but i mean like i don't think he's bad per se i just kind of uh, i'm waiting to hear something different from him his voice is always really monotone to True. me uh and i feel like his the the video i mean i feel like cole bennett has been a big reason of why he he's gotten so popular mm-hmm. um that's not to discredit his music i think he makes really catchy songs but i just oh, don't yeah. see i just don't see longevity in his style uh like you said though he's really young so i guess we'll see what we get from the album um exactly but yeah he might switch up and do some r&b on us without us knowing like you never know like a lot of artists i don't know do how badly i want that <laughs> <laughs> well you heard I mean, on the he internet money album he couldn't he couldn't really keep up with with the kid Leroy on their song uh, like v- vocally uh flow wise he did but i i would say vocally he was nowhere near 
that caliber. Where LeBron I don't know. Was at. Yeah. I, I, agree with you. I say that, that I'm looking forward to hearing it. Uh, yeah. I'm, I, I, I'm definitely going to give it a listen just because I'm kind of curious to see what his next full length is going to be like because I think we love you. Tekka was, I think that came out like what, two years ago? I'm not 100% sure. Or we love Tekka. Or yeah, we love you, Tekka. And did it again. Love me. Somebody and Ransom, I think, are the only Out of four love. songs. Out of Love, yes. I think those are the only five songs that kind of come to mind when we really think about Tekka's hits. Um, and you can even... Oh, even Diva with Leroy, if you're talking yeah. about that. Yeah. I think, yeah, Leroy just... That's that's Leroy's song all around. But as far as the youngsters go, I think Tekka's one of the better ones um, in this day and age. I think he's more assertive with it i think he's more acclimated to how the process i think he's i think he's a smart artist to be honest yeah, i think he's, he's i think he's a really a smart, smart kid artist. i just uh i hope that he's able to transfer that that intelligence to to his work i think we're gonna see a new side of tech on virgo world too i just feel it's like we love you Tekka was more so that introduction banger tape but now with virgo world i think we're gonna get a nice concept about who he is where he's been uh, i think more so than just what we've heard on our time um, I think it's definitely a good inkling to see how he's going to grow as an artist on this next LP. Um, but nevertheless, I'm excited. I've always kind of liked Tekka. I feel like more so his voice captures more than his lyrics and his flow. Um, like you yeah, said, his lyrics mock- get very bland. His lyrics yeah, get really it's, bland. It's more I so just, like plug and place internet money type. Yeah, beat. no, totally. Yeah. Um, speaking of people who are, um, who are part of the new school. Uh, oh, shit. Ski, uh, Ski recently did. Um, it was actually like either yesterday or the day before, but he did a Rolling Loud stream performance. Oh my god! Yeah, really good. Uh, tribute, I didn't see that. Tributes to X and Juice World. Oh, it is really good. I didn't but know that. On this, um, on this stream, he previewed an unreleased song. Uh, he performed the whole thing. Uh, sounds to me like we're getting some quality ski music pretty soon. And I like honestly, wait. I think that when it, when it comes to projects, ski has always underdelivered. I mean, Stokely's a really good project, but I think that ski is uh, capable of way more. I think um, I agree with you in that regard. I I think definitely ski mask is calling out to the heavens to reach for something better. I think Stokely is a really good step in that direction to find that saving grace for Ski as far as album-wise. Because, I mean, you put Ski Mask on any song, he's going to do his thing. His his flow is one of a kind. I don't think anyone else is rapping like he's him He's just right got now. the – I love calling it the Nickelodeon flow because it's just so goofy and, like, yeah. he's got so many references to cartoons and, like, he's just – like, it's always enjoyable. And, like, half the time he's saying, like, like real stuff and then the other yeah. half of the time he's just, like – It's, like, funny shit. shit. Yeah. He did a I, he did an interview with Drewski after the performance or before the performance. Oh, I saw that. I saw that interview for a little bit, like just a very like a few snippets on Instagram. But yeah, I I do Drewski's funny as hell. I yeah, mean, he's I love had Drewski. like like he's kind of he's had a hell, of, like, he's had a hell yeah. of a year. Like he as, was a, on as a, a comedian, he's just like, become so integrated in the in the hip hop community. He was on well, Yams he, Day. Yeah, he um, was on uh, No Jumper on, with Adam. He's on the um, light. Uh, Li- uh, laugh now cry later uh video yeah, with he, drake he's in drake's music video it's insane and i think that i think it's cool when when people who do uh who participate in different mediums of uh hip-hop centric content right uh are able to make those connections it's always great to see and he adds he, he adds something really fun to like music videos and stuff that he's in you know we he's a great person for the culture in a sense of like he hangs out with all these artists he interviews these artists he gets to know all the rappers all the new guys all the old guys it's cool to see someone like that kind of bridge the gap in between the kind of content that they both create so when you yeah, get totally. someone to sit down when you get someone to sit down with you like in an interview per se like for example we could talk about no jumper and adam 22 adam just kind of talks to him but Drewski's making them sort of feel like they're at home. Like it's, it seems very comfortable when he talks yeah. to these rappers. It's not like it's more so like a very structured interview. He kind of just says it how it is. And they talk about whatever he kind of wants to talk about, which is cool. I, I really dig that he's, I guess, that mediator for both of these waves of media in a sense. He somehow has like a simultaneously 
comforting yet commanding presence i think yeah is, i think he makes an he makes an amazing interviewer because he's just he so does. comfortable all the time like he's just <laughs> like he, he reminds me he reminds me like how i am like sometimes like just getting a new new situation with people and like you're just so excited to be there that you just immediately you, you just talk so comfortable much. i'm that and, same way i feel that <laughs> I mean, I think I that's probably why we ended up doing a podcast before we've ever met each other in person. Hey, hey, hey. We're still <laughs> friends. Internet oh, yeah, friends dude. are friends. Keep, keep your internet friends close, please. Everyone, if you have internet friends, if you have Twitter friends, please keep them close because they're good people. Especially now. I mean, yeah. now, you know, with, with everything that's going on, I, this is a non-hip-hop related tangent, but um, with everything going on, it's important for you to still be able to foster like meaningful social connections and like uh, simultaneously like it's a double-edged sword for sure social media is not always great oh but yeah. if you can find the pocket where you're finding people who have the same interests as you that are uh that are interested in doing the same kind of work as you or just have generally similar tastes in something or the other you know it could be anything right uh, i think that that is super important to, to take advantage of now when we have this alternate method of communicating with people and living too which is kind of crazy to think about and we low-key we just got lucky like i feel like there's a lot of people that you meet on the internet that they're kind of just out to get you but with you and i i just feel like we've always been on the same page with it we both love music enough to just have long ass conversations about it and we were talking about doing the podcast way back in april it was like and yeah, it's funny because 100 i'm down <laughs> people people might think that we get on the podcast and like this is this is our time to talk about hip hop, but we talk for an hour before the podcast usually, and we text all week. Sometimes Literally. we even get on more calls during the week. Like, like <laughs> I say that I interact with John more than my own family sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 Mira, 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 you have Mira. Don't forget her. Oh yeah, my kitty cat also. <laughs> come on it's it's me it's me and her we're we're, we're it's one a and one b for most attention that you give <laughs> yeah i i agree i mean i mean this has been um probably one of my favorite things i've ever done just because i didn't think i was going to gain a good friend from even just talking about music with a buddy of mine who lives fucking halfway across the country albeit um but every conversation we've had everything you said to me kind of the well wishes that you've given me and my family and my relationship and kind of how i've done that for you too it's been it's yeah. been a hell of a ride. And it's it, like, it, it dude, sounds we're like not we're just, ending. We're not just hip hop. Yeah, yeah. We're, it sounds but we're like not we're just ending. Like we're not. You know, I would say that. I would say that. You know, our our our, <laughs> our closeness is very similar to that of Ti and Young Thug. In fact, oh my god. <laughs> Yo, that was that was probably the goat of of transition so far. <laughs> that's A tier. That no, that's S tier. That's S tier. Double S plus tier. Ti and Young Thug link up for a song, a single, just a fun little track. Just for the you know, first just time a, in years. Just a fun one. Ti, the grandfather of trap music, of course. Because why wouldn't he be? Of course he is. Ring featuring Young Thug and Ti. This beats hard. Thug comes in nice. I haven't heard Ti in a song in a minute, and it was really refreshing to hear him kind of play off that new modern trap style. And yeah, he's been on a couple of songs in the past, feeding to that sort of addiction that he has for just going into trap music. Um, but I think Thug kind of brings an edge to it that makes the song, I guess, come out of the woodworks and give it a nice little shine other than any other songs that T.I. has been on. Oh, yeah, I, I personally I personally like the song. I think I've gone back to it a few times. Um, I not think a Thug lot, is, but enough. I, I think Thug is a great bridge for T.I. in, in the modern uh, soundscape because if you think about the songs that they've done together, all about the money, mm. Young Thug was – all over the Grand Hustle project that came out shortly after that, uh, including one of, honestly, like there's no collaboration that they have that will ever sound better to me than I Need War. Have you heard that oh, one? Yes, I have. I've heard that That song, song is that's, beautiful. That's a bang. That's an old And the video is hella cool. I think he's cool. on paperwork too. Yeah. He no, on yeah, he's, on a, he's on a bunch of TI stuff. I'm trying to I like, don't even think I can name all of it. But they, up, they have a very they have a very ATL relationship where their styles are completely different, but they still like they still somehow sound cohesive on every track. And it's not even like every track they have together sounds the same. No, I feel like it's just all a different vibe every time. Like, oh, I think he has that one song in the Barter Five or Barter Six. Sorry, 
Oh, I with, love with that boozy? song. With Boozy? Yeah. Oh, God. What's it called, bro? It's something... I feel like it's something Daddy. No, 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 no. No, that's a different song. Um, Is it like Can't See? Can't... Oh, Can't Tell Me? Can't or, Tell? Can't Tell. Gotta, I think it's Can't Tell. Let me look. Let me look. Let me look. Thank you, Barter Six. Thank you, Young Thug. The Barter Six. Can't, can't Tell. You were right. I know. I know it. What song was I, I thinking of? Why did I say daddy? There's not even daddy. a song. T.I. has a song called Peanut Butter and Jelly with Young Thug. I don't even think I've heard that one. He's Is got, it good? I don't know. I haven't heard that one. I'm just looking at his songs now because I got curious and looked it up as we were talking. <laughs> Ring, About the Money. And About the Money. That song is a forever banger, like absolutely. Yeah, no. I, I want more. Ti. I never, want Ti to drop. They're never a disappointing. Con, uh, they're never a disappointing combination, and uh, the fact that Ti is featuring Young Thug gives me hope that we're getting a Ti project in the near future. I hope and so. I love Ti, so I'm hoping that we get a good, good project. I he like did, Young did, Thug's feature on this year. He did too. have I his whole controversy ever. last year, but Ti's oh an OG. He's an old man, For so For real. we'll cut him a little bit of slack. I feel like Young Thugs 2020 has kind of just been more feature heavy than anything. I feel like on Gunna's album he did nice, on Baby's album he did nice. Uh, Slime and B, eh, with Chris Brown. Slime and B okay. underrated in my opinion. I really like that album. Eh, it's not anywhere eh. near album of the year to me, but dude, no. it's got enjoyable tunes on it. Yeah, that's so why I'm saying eh. Cause it's like it's it's good, but it's not like great or like amazing or anything. But I'll give Young Thug his respect this year. He definitely fucking deserves it, if anything, just because the rise of Lil Baby has been astronomical this year. Just because. Yeah, I mean, Young Thug has leveled up as a CEO. Interestingly enough, I feel like Young Thug has taken a very Ti approach to music, uh, to running his label. I feel like very hands very hands on. I mean, if you think about like, uh, I know they're not cool anymore, but uh, early Iggy Azalea career. Um and just like Young Dro and stuff like Ti was yeah. very hands on with his artists and I think mm-hmm. Young Thug takes a similar approach. You know he, he you know who needs to learn how to do that Drake. He really needs to learn. After a certain point <laughs> of like big like of a rapper getting as big as that, like it makes no sense to sign to their label. You're just yeah. inevitably outshined. I mean, you hear the same thing about all the members of Slaughterhouse and uh, on Shady, on Shady Records. Like, those guys are super talented, but their albums all flopped because everyone was like, oh, we don't want to listen to a shady release. That's not Eminem. Yeah, fuck that. I hate that. That sucks. But I'm also happy at the same time just because Young Thug's kind of taking that approach where, I mean, Baby and Gunna were pretty no-namers two years ago in 2018. They had Dripper Drown. They had the remix for Drake that Baby had. Um Harder Than Ever was great from both of those guys. And just basically the collaboration that they've made together is kind of a sort of young thug into that, I guess, CEO mindset, if you will. Oh, 100%. But you can look at like Kanye too. Like Kanye dropped, um, he produced Daytona in 2018. And then Tiana Taylor came out. He produced that entire album. He really put on for his artists um, when Please Excuse Me for Being Bipolar. Or uh, not, please excuse me. Oh my God, I got Roddy Rich in my head. <laughs> <laughs> please excuse me for being <laughs> bipolar. <laughs> I'm it's just yay. Tripping. <laughs> I'm tripping. It's just yay. That's all it is. It's yay forever. But back to my point, a lot of these artists now, I guess that have came up in that early 2000s decade is really, I guess, geared toward that CEO mindset. Because Kanye and Push, they're more so that Don-esque if you will. They're kind of controlling every single music release that comes out of good music. They have thoughts on it. They produce some of the songs on it. Not Push, more so Kanye, if anything. Um, even with Nas's, Nas's label, um, we had Dave East drop this year as well. Uh, Mass Appeal. I love Mass Appeal. Um, I love Rhythm Roulette. It's one of my favorite shows ever on YouTube, and I respect Nas's ability to continue more so for what Mass Appeal truly is. And it's not just a label, it's more. It's like content creation, which I dig. Um, but with all these new, uh, not new artists, but more so these artists that have kind of been around for a long time, it's great to see Young Thug, I guess, achieve the ranks as they have in the past. And, you know, more power too. Wild Self Stunner Life Forever. Wild Self Stunner You threw that in so sneakily. <laughs> Wild Self Young Stunner Life Forever. You know, slap. That's, that's, like that's like a Fantano outro. Uh, forever. <laughs> 
I hate Fantano. I think he's smart, uh, but I just don't like him. I li- honestly like uh, if you're basing your opinions on his, you're dumb. But like yeah. I'd say, I'd say I do like listening to what he has to say, and he's pretty unpredictable with his ratings. Which True, is something I enjoy. The one thing that I think people don't understand on hip hop Twitter is that you should listen to the music first before oh you go God. look for the review or yeah or even watching or even listening to albums through reaction videos i feel like, like that you, ruins you, it yeah you immediately feel the same way as the person if the person's listening to the song they're like oh this is trash like yeah. you're not gonna be like oh what are you talking about man like but i corrupted your I, opinion I listen, to, I listen to albums first and then i'll watch the reaction videos and i'll skip to the songs that i was excited about to see how <laughs> they feel about it or if they catch something that i didn't catch or if they right. catch the same things I catch, you know, right. Uh, I think that it's important to like stagger your, your, like, if you think about it, when you're, when you're listening to an album through a reaction, you're kind of trying to absorb two pieces of content at the same time and then getting disingenuous opinions about both. Yeah. It's very disconnected. I agree with you hundred percent. Cause like, like I said, it like corrupts your opinion. Like it basically yeah. just takes out any personal bias that you have and replaces it with what the bias is of the person that you're watching on YouTube or listening to on a podcast like us, for example, you could be taking our opinions very heavily and it could be influencing your music taste, but we, I'd say, OTT, I'd say it's different for us because you're not listening to the music. True. Right? We are reviewing it. We're, we're, we're like reviewing it. We're opinion. telling you what we think. And like, if you think differently, more power to you. Start like, your yeah. own podcast. Yeah, we can real, have like, podcast. We, we can have podcast beef. We can have podcast beef. Podcast wars. I mean, like we didn't even we talked about NBA Young Boy. We didn't listen to all of it in full. Of course, like yes, we skimmed it. Yes, we like some songs, but for the most part, we're not going to really go into it because we're not huge NBA Young Boy fans. But that's our opinion. Obviously, Young Boy has a lot of mainstream appeal, and he has a lot of fans, and there's a lot of people that like him. But that's just our opinion, you know. It's a, it's, it's all free. It's all free media. You guys, we love everybody and we want everyone to share their opinions. That's all. Yeah. We, we preach community in hip hop and that's what we do at OTT. Agreed. Agreed. Thank you. Couldn't have said it better myself. The OTT gang is the, the best community in the world. Thank you guys. We appreciate you so much, but that's actually going to do it for this time. That's a nice little wrap up there. Don't you think? Don't you think? A little little friendship for the end. I like it. Friendship. Give me, give me knucks through the. Thank you. Bam. Please be sure to follow us at OffXDXTop on Twitter and Instagram. And please listen to us on Spotify and SoundCloud at Off the Top Podcast. Hey, Namai, did you know that OTT also has their own playlist on Spotify? Listen to all no the new way. music from us. We pick it every week. It's super good. If you want to know the new music, let us know. We appreciate you all as always. This is it. Take care. We'll see you guys next week. Bye, guys. Express, I don't settle for less. I'm a slap box of bird and then tear down the nest. I'm a champion. Try and put me to the test. I'm up all day and night and I don't need no rest. Keep making this music cause my music slap. Give me some money. I will not pay back. No ADHD but I can't stay on track. 24-7 all I do is foul. All the ladies want me cause I look like a snack. Send me a nude. I will not send one back. I'm a flirt baby. You're-